differentiation and the science of reading, this episode is like my pedagogical dream. Over the last month, I've introduced you to the key components of the science of reading and shared some ideas on how to quickly and efficiently use them in your classrooms. In this episode, we will incorporate the science of reading into our differentiated literacy groups. And the beauty of this routine is that small group learning is practically made for the science of reading. I am gonna show you how easy and straightforward combining these two teaching concepts can be. Now, before we get started, I wanna touch base with you in terms of how to set up these literacy groups. And if you haven't tuned in to my episode on running and managing differentiated literacy centers, I suggest you do so. But for today, I want to at least go over the first step to differentiating, which is to set up your groups. In order to do that, you need to first assess your students, then use that data to place them in groups, and of course, set goals for each group. Now, if you're looking for an easy way to assess your students' phonics skills, make sure to check out my blog, learninginprogress.com, because there's a freebie linked to the blog post that includes a student copy of a phonics assessment, a teacher copy, and even a scoring guide. Now, the science of reading has five components, phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. And although all five of these are important to a child's overall success, I would address them in the following order. First, phonemic awareness, then phonics, fluency, comprehension, and vocabulary. In other words, address any concerns with phonics before tackling comprehension or vocab. And now I'm not saying that comprehension and vocab are not just as important, but if a child cannot decode the words on the page, it is going to be near impossible to understand a text to its fullest, even with the help of pictures and context clues. And again, since we're focused on the science of reading, the research behind the science of reading 100% backs this up. Now, for those of you who know me, you know that differentiate instruction is kind of my thing. And there are so many ways to differentiate, whether by skill or level, or perhaps even by learning modality. And in this episode today, we're going to dive into my top three ways to differentiate, all while again, incorporating the science of reading. Now, the first way that you can differentiate your groups is probably my favorite, and that's to set each group according to a target learning skill. Rather than solely grouping by level, I group by skill, and these skills are directly from the science of reading. So they should include one of those five science of reading components. Now, in the primary grades, I typically group students based on their target phonics skills. For example, in a first grade classroom, one group may be working on fluency. Maybe it's a passage that actually targets the phonics skill we're learning in class. Another group might work on multi-syllable words using that phonics skill. For instance, multi-syllable words with long vowels. A third group could perhaps be working on consonant digraphs. Maybe they're not quite ready for long vowels. And a fourth group is working on CVC words or maybe even phonemic awareness. 
My point here is that each group is working on a specific phonics skill in all of their rotations. Now, if you're looking for an example of what this looked like in my primary grade classroom, go to my blog, learningandprogress.com slash blog, and there's actually a sample day with links to pre-made activities that will really help you get started. Now, looking at that sample day, you can see that there are four groups. Again, the four groups that I just mentioned. And each group goes through three stations. One is a teacher lesson with me. Two is some kind of technology activity that, again, works on that same goal that we had set earlier. So um, the multi-syllable word group is working on some Nearpod games where they can practice those multi-syllable words. And the last station is partner work. And here I typically have students work on phonics printable worksheets, perhaps some differentiated fluency passages. And again, all of these activities are I've already done for you. The links are on the blog so that you can check them out. And there's even a freebie if you're looking to test out some of these printable worksheets. And that link is also included um, in the blog post. Now for upper grades, the science of reading absolutely needs to be included in your differentiated groups. And although the science of reading skills in upper grades will of course look different, the same routine can be used. For instance, each group could perhaps work on a different component of the science of reading. Rather than everybody working on phonics, for instance, each group could be working on either comprehension, fluency, phonics, and so on. Maybe your MLLs or your students learning English as a second language, perhaps they're working on vocab while your reading intervention group is working on phonics, and maybe a third group is on, working on fluency, and a fourth strictly working on reading comprehension skills. Again, if you're looking for an example of what this looks like in my current upper grade classroom, you can go to my blog post because I have a sample day there for you. Again, station one would be a teacher lesson with me, station two, some kind of online learning platform, uh, something to do with technology, maybe a listening center would also be great, and then station three, partner work, where it's perhaps book clubs or partner reading with, um, with their reading workshop books and so on. Again, everything is linked on the blog, including some blog posts that will help you get started with this type of learning. Now, side note here, especially for you upper grade teachers out there. In the upper grades, you absolutely should be teaching in small groups, but it doesn't necessarily have to be station rotation. For instance, each of your literacy groups does not have to do three stations each day. It could be three stations over the course of a week. It could be um, a couple stations one day, another couple stations the next day. The choice is yours. There are so many differentiation learning models that you could choose from, including um, a task chart or a task list. 
Um, you can also do menus where they choose what they do each day. There's a lot of choices. And if you're looking to maybe kind of explore your options, check out my blog post that talks about my math block in the upper grades. Because even though it's math related, those same routines can absolutely be applied to your literacy block. Now, the reason I like grouping by target skill is because it allows me to really hone in on what each individual group needs. And I have found that doing this, you actually get more bang for your buck, and therefore you see more progress using this type of differentiation. The second way to differentiate is by reading level, and this is perhaps the more traditional approach. Now, if you choose to group students according to their reading levels, first you're going to need an assessment. Maybe you have an assessment for phonics. Again, there's a freebie on the blog. Or perhaps you have a fluency assessment, a comprehension assessment, or even better, an assessment for all three. Now, once you've administered these assessments, you can group students according to their levels. And regarding the science of reading, if you go about differentiating in this way, you can make each rotation target a different component of the science of reading. So this is going to feel similar to the idea behind daily five. Now, the science of reading components can be switched either daily or weekly. They could also be changed based on formative or summative assessments. The beauty of this routine is that each group, regardless of their level, can work on as many science of reading components as you deem fit. You could have them work on all five components every day or stretch them out over the course of a week. The choice is yours. And again, just like earlier, if you're looking for a sample, I've included a sample for both primary and upper grade teachers on my blog. And in those samples, I included three components for a day. But just so you know, of course, you can include as many as you wish. Now, for my primary and upper grade samples, I group students into four groups. One group is working above grade level, one is at grade level, one is near grade level, and one is below. And in those examples, when they those students come to me for a lesson, our mini lesson was focused on comprehension. And again, I put some sample lesson topics that target reading comprehension on the blog. The second station for each of the groups was going to be a phonics station. So for my primary grade students, my below grade level perhaps would be working on CVC words or short vowel sounds. My near grade level, I'd be reteaching whatever phonics skill we happen to be working at with and then at grade level maybe they're working on prefixes or suffixes above grade level multi-syllable words using the phonics skill that we have learned as a whole class there are endless possibilities the last station for primary grades for instance would have been my fluency station and the hardest part about differentiating fluency is the prep and time that are involved so the good news for you is that I've actually done the prep for you. Go ahead and go on my blog. There are some no prep differentiated fluency passages. And I happen to really love these passages because there's 
a resource for every month of the school year. Within each resource, there's a passage for each of the phonics skills, including short vowels, consonant digraphs, long vowels, magic E, R control vowels, and diphthongs. And each skill includes four levels. So with one purchase, you're getting just tons and tons of passages that can easily, easily be included in your science of reading literacy groups. Now in upper grades, of course, like I said before, science of reading looks different, but you can still group according to reading level, above grade level, at grade level, near grade level, and below. Again, in the sample I included on the blog, when students come to me for their teacher-led lesson, we focused on comprehension. And again, I listed different comprehension skills according to the group that would come to me, maybe author's purpose for your more advanced students and main idea for students that need some reading intervention. Station two for upper grades would be word study, which is essentially the upper grade version of phonics. So again, maybe your kids that are below grade level are working on a, a phonics skill that you've identified using the assessment I mentioned earlier. Maybe your at grade level students are working on prefixes and suffixes or root words. There's so many possibilities. Now station three in upper grade, you can really have fun with book clubs and reading workshop. And again, if you're looking to get started, first of all, I highly encourage it. You're gonna get a very high engagement level if you include book clubs or reading workshop. But if you've never done it before, or maybe even you've done it, but you're looking to change things up, I linked my blog post on the blog. Um, there's also some podcast episodes that will walk you through how to get started with either reading workshop or book clubs. Now, the last way to differentiate is by learning modality. And the benefit of doing this routine is that it allows for student voice and choice. There is even an opportunity here to ask students how they feel they learn best. And once you've discovered each student's preferred learning modality, it's time to group them up. Now, what I would do is have each day of the week target a different component of the science of reading. For instance, in an upper grade classroom, I may have Monday and Tuesday target comprehension, Wednesday would focus on vocabulary, Thursday on fluency, and Friday would be dedicated to word study or phonics. In a primary grade classroom, I would dedicate each day to one of the five components, phonemic awareness, phonics, fluency, vocabulary, and comprehension. And again, depending on the levels of your students, you have the freedom to change that up year to year or even throughout the same school year. So maybe at the beginning of the year, if you're a second grade teacher, perhaps you're really focused on phonics. Maybe you even include phonics in your stations three days of the week, but then towards the end of your second grade year, you have more emphasis on comprehension or fluency. Now, again, if you're looking for a sample schedule, I've included on my blog a sample of what this could look like. And the sample included actually targets comprehension. So this would be a comprehension day. Regardless of grade level, the routine would look the same if you differentiate according to modality. So in the example listed, 
I had one group that were auditory learners, one visual learners, one tactile learners, and one kinesthetic learners. So when they come to me, my lesson is really going to target the skills that they have, and I'm going to plan my lesson according to the type of learning modality each group is best at. So for instance, maybe my auditory group, when they come to lesson, it's a teacher read aloud. I'm thinking out loud, I'm modeling fluency and comprehension, and so on. Perhaps with my visual learners, we're using graphic organizers. My kinesthetic learners, we might be um, incorporating readers theater and my tactile learners, maybe they're using sketch notes while we're learning our comprehension skill. So again, check out my blog. I walked you through three stations that specifically target comprehension for each type of learner. Differentiation made easy is kind of my catchphrase, if you will. It stems from multiple conversations with educators about what is holding them back from differentiated instruction. And time and time again, I hear the same response. And that is time. A lack of time is a common hurdle that educators face when planning small group instruction. But don't worry, I'm here to help. I can make differentiated centers manageable and easy to implement with the ideas that I've shared today, as well as the resources I've created that are available to you, you can not only implement the science of reading, but also help reach every learner in your classroom. Now next month, we will be focusing on how to add some Halloween fun to those literacy centers. And the first topic is going to teach you how to combine phonics and fluency into one Halloween-themed small group lesson. The blog post will go live on Saturday, October 14th, and the podcast is going to air on Sunday, October 15th. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Now, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today and for being a part of our teaching community. As always, I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye for now and keep learning.